Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, moviegoers. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky and Colin and Trailer Park. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We don't actually have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just leave that. We were talking about we're like we got to make this episode a little bit quick. I'm I'm flying in the morning. Yeah, you got work in the morning. We're busy boys, but we got to get this episode out. We got tons of movies coming out, so I just think it's funny. It's like <laughs> it's gonna be like a four minute episode. <laughs> yeah, here we go. We're getting into it. <laughs> no, you know, at the beginning of the year, I think I said the thing with the trailer park because our first year it was a lot of these really long build ups, long ramp ups, and then I was like, you know what? This year you're just never gonna know when it's gonna hit you. It might hit you twenty minutes in. It might hit you five minutes in. But we've never done one hot off the heels of the intro. Yeah, it's true. But this so, is 2021 now. So, like, what's the what's the deal with this one? This uh, year? There are no rules. That's the only <laughs> rule. <laughs> this year, there are no rules. <laughs> exactly. You get it. <laughs> yeah. Some douche trailer. Um, well, man, how have you been? Other than everything going on. Just busy. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's life now. Everybody's uh everybody's back to business as usual, I guess. Um you know, we got vaccines in the world, stuff's opening up. Uh, yeah. I'm just working a bunch. I'm vaccinated. I know you've been vaccinated for a minute, but I only just got vaccinated recently. Yeah, the uh the side effects just kicked in. So I've got huge balls now. Perfect. Perfect. That's what that's what I'm looking for. Cool, man. That's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> they they just lifted the uh I guess I don't know how you prove it. That's kind of the thing that I'm worried about the most is like they're lifting the mask mandate at a lot of places. Um, they're like, hey, yeah, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask. But like, there, there's no way for them to check that if you've gotten your vaccine. I don't think. Like, I, I don't. I think that's like a violation. You can't be like, hey, let me see your like health records, <laughs> fuck boy. Yeah. I, <laughs> but, I think um, it's a thing where it's just like, okay, we know at this point that over seventy percent of the population is vaccinated, so that's enough. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think they're looking for a hundred percent. So I think that's what it is. Is they were waiting for states to have certain percentage of their population be vaccinated for them to be like, okay, it's good enough. This is the best as we can do. Yeah. For a second, I thought you were going to be like, yeah, I think they're just like scouts honor. And I was like, did the last year teach you that scouts honor? 
That is that does not work. You can't do that in America. <laughs> there's no honor among scouts anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's too many stupid people here to do scouts honor. Too many dumb scouts have no honor. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I guess now they they they've said at uh, movie theaters you don't have to wear your mask if you're you're vaccinated. Interesting. I I didn't see that up here by me. You still have to wear your masks in the lobby and everything. But you know. If I'm seeing a movie, I'm eating popcorn anyway, so my mask is off during the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm eating, drinking, and whatnot. But I always sit substantially far away. I haven't, since being back in the theaters, I still haven't been in a crowded enough theater where there's anybody even within, like, four or five seats of me. Yeah. The most crowded theater I've been in recently was either Cruella or somehow Spiral. Ooh. Like, <laughs> which, uh... We were going to do an episode on Spiral, and then and then I, I texted you, and I was like, hey, there's a lot of things coming out, and um, Spiral sucks, like it's so maybe not, so I don't want to go too long on it, but I there are a few things that I just, I wrote down. This is, this is uh, an impromptu mini review on Spiral real quick for anybody who was just thinking about going to see it. Um, I think it's the worst in the Saw franchise. It's fucking terrible. Ooh, and that's a big <laughs> statement because there's some pretty bad Saw movies. It is a big statement. It, I give them props. They're trying to do something different and they're actually trying to like go with a social commentary within the movie, which is like cool. I guess, you know, like they're going for a relevant topic, but everything else in the movie fails so horribly that it, it can't save it. And that that's something that I give props to a lot of movies. Like I remember, I think with Mulan, I was just like, I'm, I'm giving it credit for trying something different. Like, this movie's so bad, I can't even give it credit. It's so awful. But uh, just like a, a few few little tidbits, a few little things that I thought you'd find funny. There's a There are a couple lines in this movie, man, that that killed me. And, yeah. uh, and Chris Rock's delivery does not help it because he basically has one mode the entire movie, and that's to yell. And so there's one part where, like, there's a detective that dies and his, his nickname was Boz and Chris Rock is arguing with someone and he goes, Boz was my friend. Fuck me. No, fuck you. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just like, this is gold. And then there's another part where like, it's like the generic, uh, we've been working on the case at the office all night. Like, I guess it's time for people to go home, but like one, I don't remember if it's Chris Rock or if it's someone else, but someone just goes, he's like, we've been working on this case for five hours. I don't even look at porn that long. And I was just like, how, how long do you look at porn for? That that is even comparable. Yeah. Dude's so bad at jerking off. It takes him five hours to come. <laughs> it's like, I don't get it. I just don't know what my dick wants. <laughs> yeah. He's constantly just going flaccid. So that, that was awesome. And uh, this may have been my favorite thing. I just lost it. And I, I get it. These movies don't have a high budget. So maybe they probably couldn't do this. But there's a uh, there's a scene in the movie that's a flashback to when Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson were working together. And it's like, yeah, it's like in the past. Like it's probably like 15 years prior. And they don't have the money in the budget to de-age them, I guess. But what they chose to do instead was they gave, instead of de-aging them or putting any makeup on them to make them look younger, they just give them the worst mustaches ever. 
Oh no. Samuel you know, Jackson. High hopes for this movie. Samuel Jackson, no no joke with his mustache, he looks exactly like Steve Harvey. Oh good. <laughs> it's so bad. And then and I, the last thing I thought this was just funny. Like, there's a trap towards the end of the movie, and the traps in this are pretty whack. Also, like, I think they're they're effective in getting you to be like to squirm in your seat. But like, most of them are just like, what are like things that like like body parts that would like be like very like uncomfortable for people to watch like get maimed. So like, one of them is like they hang someone by his tongue and like shit like that, like stupid uh-huh. shit. But uh. There's one, it's probably the worst trap in the movie. And basically the jigsaw killer is like, Hey man, I'm going to throw some beer bottles at you. And he, and, uh, Chris Rock has to like basically use himself as a meat shield to try and save this guy. So he gets glass stuck in him, but the glass, like the glass is like stuck in his like forehead and stuff. It looks exactly like those shitty glass stick on prosthetics that like an eight year old kid would wear on Halloween. Oh yeah, like you get a party city. <laughs> yeah, it looks so bad. I was cracking up. I was like, "Hey, he, he's being me from 14 years ago." Actually, 14 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, about that. Oh but my god, it's it's terrible, man. Man, I really thought we were gonna get something different. I thought from the trailer, it's like, okay, we're following new people. Seems like they're doing something, you know, outside of their normal shtick or whatever guess i was wrong i didn't think this was gonna be good but i was kind of like it looks like they're doing something different like you were saying i felt the same way with jigsaw when they did it whatever that was two or three years ago and i was like oh if they're rebooting it they probably have a cool idea but they don't i think i think from now on and i like some of the saw movies but i think from now on i just have to assume the worst with these yeah why can't why why can't they do like a good movie it's too much work Nobody wants to do that kind of work. They just want to cash a check. There's probably like some really good scripts for like saw that like smaller writers have like, Hey, like I've got like this really cool idea. And then the studio's like, yeah, but Chris rock, he's killing it with this shit. So I'm pretty sure he didn't write this movie, but I'm pretty sure he came to them with the idea for the movie. Interesting. I love Chris rock. Wish him the best. It's unfortunate to hear that he's in a stinker. And I wasn't ready to watch a stinker so early in our 2021 movies. Like, I think I've only seen like five 2021 movies. Like I didn't want to, you didn't tell me all of that yet, but you had, you had mentioned something about like, yeah, it's not very good. And I was like, I don't want to take the time to sit through that. Yeah. I've seen a few movies that like you haven't at this point. So I've been trying to save you. I'm like, Hey, like I know, I know we're busy. So if you're going to prioritize a movie, just do this. So I think that movie had an audience for a review, but I think we'd rather spend our time talking good to great movies. Like, I don't think we really want to review many mediocre or shitty movies if we can avoid it. Yeah, for sure. But seriously, man, trailer park. Nice. (laughs) Do you remember what we're talking? Oh, we said like five or six different things. And then we, landed on um we're doing an animated movie today which we didn't even say but (laughs) we're talking about the mitchells versus the machines on today's episode so we're doing an animated movie for the trailer park now full Mm -hmm. disclosure i have not seen this trailer i have not even heard of this movie i don't know how i missed it 
that it's coming <laughs> out. Maybe I have, but I just, I'm not remembering it right now. And also, I don't remember the name of it. <laughs> so there it is. Well, we are talking Pixar's Luca. Yeah, exactly what I said. <laughs> yeah. Now, I will say this, like, I've been reading a lot about this movie, and um, it's been in production for a while. On Disney Plus, there is a, um, I think I'd mentioned on a previous episode, there is a mini series where they're talking, like, each episode's, like, a different aspect of, like, what goes into one of these movies, like, writing, and when they did the writing, they, they focused on um, Soul, and then there's one episode where there's a designer, and they focus a little bit more on this movie. And um, so like, I've known about this movie and then we were trying to figure out like, Oh, what, what trailer park should we do for this? I didn't know that this movie comes out in like three weeks. Like, like you, to the point that you were saying where you're like, I haven't even heard of it. Like this trailer came out. Like I think the teaser came out like three months ago and then the full trailer came out last month. But like, it's kind of weird. It just feels like it's getting like put out there real quick. Yeah, which is crazy for a Pixar movie. Although Onward, no, Onward, we had teasers and trailers for a while beforehand. Yeah, I think we were like hyped for for Onward when like, we had been waiting for it for a bit. This, um, I don't know. I can't really remember like just feeling like a Pixar movie was just like showing up. And I know this is going streaming along within theaters, so maybe it's yeah. like a product of the times. Like maybe they're doing more marketing on Disney plus and stuff. I'm not sure, but yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, I hope it's good because I, I will say this, like I, I really like the aesthetic of it. Mm-hmm. I think Pixar has gotten, I don't want to say like they've, they've got a look and they kind of stick to it. You know, we were talking about on soul. Soul looked like the fidelity of everything looked so much greater than other things that you'd seen. But, but I do feel like there's kind of like a, a Pixar look that they follow for a lot of movies. And, I think the characters on this one look a little bit more stylized than normal, and I like it. But yeah, just getting thrown out really quick, that like concerns me a bit. For sure. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because it seems, too, that like when they do that, it's like one movie will come out and it'll be like, yeah, that was pretty good, and then another movie will come out and be like, yeah, that was great. And it's like, maybe it'd be better to just like spread them out and make great movies all the time instead of just making like some decent ones and some great ones you know but i mean who knows what do i know they're making way more money than i am so clearly they got it figured out i feel like uh we, i mean we've talked about it before they they promote a lot from within like even if uh the person isn't like um, a director they were working in like the art department they get promoted that's been the case for a few other ones that we've done that's also the case here uh enrico i think it's casarosa if I'm remembering correctly, I can't, I can't remember. I think that's how you pronounce it. But, uh, I know that he worked on a few of like my favorite Pixar movies, uh, cause he was in the art department for up and Coco. Um, and they're letting him direct this movie. So that's cool. Um, yeah. one thing that I do think is very cool. It's not the main writer from soul. It's, uh, Mike Jones who did part of the screenplay for soul, but he's also the writer on this movie. Okay. So this movie, I mean, we'll get into it with the trailer. It doesn't look like it's going to be as, like, like I think Soul is, like, the epitome so far of, like, how, like, thought-provoking a Pixar movie can be. And this doesn't look like it's going to be like that. Not to say this is going to be, like, 
it's gonna be bad or anything like that. It's just this looks like it's a little bit more like toned down. I guess I don't know. Like Soul felt very elevated, and yeah. this looks like it's more in line with what we come to expect, kind of from Pixar. Um, but that's still exciting, and I love the cast on this. Like really, really good voice cast on it. Well, I haven't seen this trailer, so do you want to check it out? Yeah, let's go for it. Wow. Luca, ah! that was hard to watch. You, uh, coming? We do not go anywhere near the surface. Got it? Everything good is above the surface. Walking. Air! <gasps> the sky, clouds, the sun. Whoa, don't look at it. Just kidding. Definitely look at it. <laughs> Have you ever gone to the human town? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of an expert. See, I really like the look of this because it is 3D animated, but some of it looks like it's animation. Yeah, kind of the way the characters are stylized. They're very round. Mm hmm. Hey, leave them alone. Hop on. Go start the club for losers. My name is Julia Marcovaldo. We underdogs have to look out for each other. What's under the dogs? <laughs> this is my dad. Why do you think he kills with those? Anything that swims. Huh? <laughs> Your life is so much cooler than mine. There's a million things you think you can't do. All you need is a chance to try. With you two. This is too dangerous. Lucius! Ah, I know your problem. You got a Bruno in your head. A Bruno? Say, Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Louder. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Can you still hear him? Nope. Just you. Good. Now hang on. You do it now. Just say the thing. What's wrong with you, stupid <gasps> Huh. So, what do you think? Because you haven't seen it before. I haven't. I'm not really... I don't care about this. <laughs> Just <laughs> knee-jerk. I don't care. You got another movie within a year of brothers with blue skin in a unfamiliar land. I don't know if they're brothers. Whatever but, uh, they are. Yeah. They're like, both fish people. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't... I mean, it doesn't tell you a lot. I don't know what they are. Some kind of mystical fish being or something. Well, I think I think the one kid is, is basically like a, a mermaid or merman or whatever. I think the other kid is human. I think like the... It looks like it's the the mermaid kid comes no, on to land. Are they? I thought it was. I thought they were. One was because the other one was like teaching him Spanish and stuff. Well, that was the girl. 
Oh, was it at the end? The one that was saying Silencio Bruno. <laughs> no, that he he was the one who he was the fish who was just like uh who came up behind him afterwards and was like just went out onto the onto land from the water. Ooh, okay. And he's like, I'll show maybe, you maybe. how to how to go where like the humans are and blah blah blah. Maybe you know what you're probably right. Yeah, I think they are both murder people. It's definitely weird. I don't know. It's tough because it doesn't really tell you what the story is. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think the like the the story seems like it's kind of like a coming of age movie, and like two friends come together and like I don't know, trying to trying to find their way or something. I don't something like that. Like it, it seems. When I said that the writing seems like it's a little bit more in line with like older Pixar movies, it just kind of it seems like it's more of like a run of the mill kids movie. Yeah, and yeah. That sounds like I'm shitting on it, and I'm really not. Like I am excited to see this because I've there's no reason to not have faith in a Pixar movie. But um, I don't know. Just from the last couple movies that we've seen from them, um, maybe this is going to be a downgrade. Yeah, it doesn't look like anything stand like nothing stands out from this movie to me. Like not not story, not the style, not the characters or anything. Like nothing about this really stands out for me. Mm-hmm. I do like the style a lot. Like I said, I uh I've I'm pretty sure I've said this on the show. I've become more and more interested in uh like animation where they kind of like medium bend and I'm pretty sure this is entirely uh, 3d. Uh, but I like that they're it's like 3d and they're making it look kind of like claymation in some, like I think the characters do a little bit. So I, I appreciate that because I think that there are some movies tend to get very stale. Like I think, uh, I think we talked about rumble and I was like, the characters look kind of like the design on them. Like conceptually they are cool, but I think that movie also, it looks pretty generic in terms of its animation style yeah so I do, I do like the way this looks i'm interested i'm just not hooked from the trailer on the story right well it's going to be streaming on disney plus another one of those i'm assuming is this one going to be another one of those you got to pay extra for it or is it going to be like free right away like how soul was i hope it's uh free right away because that was really cool. <laughs> that was really cool. I wonder why they did that with Soul and not something else. Maybe because they wanted more people to see it for before, like, because they knew they were like, this is going to get, this is definitely going for the uh, animation Oscar. Yeah. Maybe that's why. I mean, they've put out three movies so far uh, on Disney Plus that were like theater streaming ones, or at least. Did Soul ever hit theaters? Now that I'm thinking about it, I think it was only streaming, right? I think it was in theaters. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um. Okay. I I I watched it at home. Maybe that's why I don't remember. But uh, me too. The I mean, they did Mulan, and that was another that was pay thirty bucks for it. And they've done Cruella now, which is both. And that's also pay thirty bucks. So maybe like, and those two are Disney movies. They're not Pixar. So maybe Pixar right. has like a, a say in that, and they're. They're like, no, just put it on the streaming platform or whatever. Um, so we'll see. It'd be cool, though. I th- I think I would like to go see this in the theater, though. I mean, we've talked about it a lot. 
any opportunity I can get to go see it in the theater, a movie in the theater, I'm going to do that. But if this hits streaming, no, nah, I'd still go to the theater. I was going to say, <laughs> I, might go, I might just watch it at home. <laughs> I'll watch it at home. Yeah. The cast, though, I mean, we've been we've been hella lazy with our ties, like, um, you know, from the trailer park to the movie we're reviewing. There's actually a tie here, other than the fact that it's animated. Maya Rudolph is in both movies. Um, oh, okay. But other, other voices, uh, Jacob Tremblay from Room and Good Boys, he's the main character. And okay. Jack Dylan Grazer from It and Shazam is a voice. Jim Gaffigan's a voice in this. Like, I like the people involved on this. Yeah, pretty solid cast. Fingers crossed. Yeah, we got something, got another animated movie to look forward to now. Do you want to get out of this trailer park? Yeah, let's get out of here. Good. Smells like fish and a mozzarella. <laughs> I don't know about you. I am really excited to talk about this movie. I I sort of am too. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. And, I mean, this is this is one that really came up out of nowhere. Like it was announced under a different name. Uh, the studio changed it to the Mitchells versus the Machines late, which was the. It was a different original. name, right? I thought I was yeah, crazy. Mm hmm. Yeah, it had a, a different name originally. The Mitchells versus the Machines was like in the pitch. I'm pretty sure that was the original name for the movie. And then they they switched back late to that. But um, yeah, like this uh, showed up on Netflix. And like I didn't start getting excited for it until maybe like a few days before it came out. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. I'm I think this is one that we were not planning on reviewing just because it was off our radar. But after coming out and after watching it, I'm like, oh, I really want to talk about this. So I'm really excited that we're talking about this movie. Hell yeah. There's co-directors on this, Michael Rianda and Jeff Rowe. Michael Rianda, both of them have worked on uh, Gravity Falls, which is actually one of my favorite, like newer animated shows out right now. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu, or at least it was, because I binged all of it on Hulu a while back. But uh, love that show. This is both their feature film debut. Um, Jeff Rowe has also worked on Disenchanted, which is the um, I'm trying to remember the the creator, but it's the guy who makes The Simpsons and um, Futurama and stuff. So he's he's worked on that. He's also going to be the director of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that was announced a few days ago that Seth Rogen is producing. Oh, so, very interesting. Yeah, but uh. I think like, I mean, we'll get to it. Um, I've watched like some interviews with these guys, like mainly uh, Michael Rianda and like seems like an awesome guy. I'm definitely into like watching anything that he makes from now on, but they're, they're not as known. The big names in terms of this is like, this is a Phil Lord and Christopher Miller like production. They're the producers on this movie. And I mean, their track record now with like Lego movie and uh, Spider-Verse and Jump Street, like, they are essentially rock stars <laughs> in like the, you know, uh, at least I would say animated world. Jump Street's not a, not an animated movie, but like all those movies have really good comedy in them and kind of like a quirky sense of comedy in them. And I don't think this is any exception. And then as far as the voice cast on this movie, it's so good. Um, Abby Jacobson, she plays Katie. She was in, she's in Disenchanted. So she's worked with them. Portlandia Neighbors 2. Danny McBride, he plays Rick. We'll get to it. I was like, kind of like, I don't know how like Danny McBride is going to be in this role just because 
we know how Danny McBride is, and he's usually yeah. he's usually pretty loud in whatever he's in, and then even the animated movies for the most part that he voices, like he's he plays Bomb in like the Angry Birds movies, and he was in Sausage Party and Hell and Back and stuff like that. So I was kind of like, I don't know how he's gonna be as like this like dad that's you know, one of the emotional heartbeats of the movie, but we'll get into that. Uh, Maya Rudolph, she plays Linda. She was in the Willoughby's last year. She's also in the Angry Birds movie. Um, she's worked with them in the Lego. I think the Lego movie too. She's in Eric Andre. He plays Mark. He was in the Lion King. He's also in Disenchanted. Um, Olivia Coleman, great casting choice. She plays pal, you know, the favorite lobster, the father, which we just talked about. Fred Armisen. He plays Deborah Bob 5,000. And then there's like a bunch of like, like other people that, don't really play like prominent characters, but they show up and I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. Like Conan O'Brien's in this and John legend and Chrissy Teigen and stuff like that. So dude, Conan O'Brien showing up made me so happy. I love Conan. Same. Yeah, me too. Where, where do you want to start? Cause I, I, there's just so many things I want to talk about. Do you have a specific point you want to hit right away? Yeah, but dude, uh, for me, the two selling points, one, the first thing was that cast. And I was like, damn, that there's a lot of people who I like, that got names in this movie, which doesn't always mean it's going to be great. But the, uh, and then, you know, knowing like the Phil Lord connection, and um, the other guy whose name I'm forgetting right now, Chris, I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah like I, I like the movies that they've been a part of, but you know, again, it's like, okay, what are they producing the movie? So that's, we've seen how that goes sometimes. But then what actually got me excited was the um, Into the Spider-Verse connections. Because you can mm-hmm. see a lot of that um, that style in here without it feeling like they're doing the same thing. Because Spider-Verse kind of feels like a comic book the way that it's animated. And like it has like a lot more like two-dimensional layering. Whereas mm-hmm. this has some of that but it very much doesn't feel like it's copying it. But as I'm watching it, I'm like, wow, like you can tell it's like running on like that same engine or something. Like it's just, it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. This is a, this year so far, 2021 has been a phenomenal year for animated movies. And you know, we, we blew our load to soul last year. Um, I think so far this year, I've already seen two movies that I like more than soul. Wow. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what they are later on, but yeah, we've gotten some really, really good animated movies. And what I was talking about earlier when we were talking about Luca and how I like the look and stuff. And I was like, oh, I like the, the mixed medium and stuff like that. The, this movie was, was in pre-production when, um, Spider-Verse was like, you know, on its way, like already in production, they were, they were working on it and stuff like that. But, um, they the studio was like super jazzed about this movie and wanting it to look different and wanting to you know um go deeper with what they've developed for Spider-Verse so they use a lot of that same tech and, and like all that stuff that you were talking about all the tools that they've they've uh you know programmed and all that but what's cool about this is they used um the filter in Spider-Verse to kind of create those dots, give it that graphic comic book look. And in this, they took the same tool and they kind of like bent it. But instead of it being like graphic dots, it's more like watercolor crayon 
look and it gives it a much more kind of like hand drawn feel at times. And uh, I, I love the way this looks like that was like one of the selling points for it when I, like I saw the trailer and watched like the first few minutes in Netflix and I was like, Oh, this is, this is way different than everything else that's out there. Like this is awesome. And uh, yeah, yeah I, I fucking love the way this movie looks. Yeah, dude. And the trailer, like I saw the trailer and like, even like the animation and that, like you can still see it, but like, when I'm watching the trailer, I'm not like fully invested in it the same way as like when I'm sitting down to watch the movie. And uh the trailer didn't I I didn't watch it and be like, man, I'm really excited. But like those details put me on notice. But then as I'm watching the movie, I was just like, as it kept going on, I'm like, oh my god. And like the way the animation escalates in this movie, I think is uh, great. Like the I mean, it, it works well with like the story that they're telling, like why, like the, uh, like the set pieces that they're in, like escalate the way that they do. Cause in the beginning, it's all just like, you know, like small town type stuff. And like, you know, it's very plain or, or, you know, not like, not that the style is plain, but like the settings are plain. It's just like, they're in their house, they're at the grocery store, like, you know, all these types of things. And then towards the end of the movie gets a lot more like sci-fi and there's a lot more like vibrant colors and these really interesting like scenes that they're building. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it just like really pops off and you're just like looking at like the way they did it. And I'm like, whoa, this is fucking gorgeous. So that's something that early on um, was like taking my breath away, you know? Yeah. Early on, like, I'm I'm trying to just go back, but like I said, I like mixed medium, like what they're doing. And this is all done on a computer. Like this is all 3d, but they do a lot of tricks to make it look like it's, it's got, you know, 2d overlaid and stuff like that. But, um, there's some really cool stuff that like, I just appreciated. Like there, there are hand-drawn animations that pop in and out. Like, uh, there's kind of like these like title cards that show up sometimes when, uh, right. Like it shows up a bunch towards the end, like you were talking about, but, uh, I like that. Like it, it is a little quirky. It's a little more, I don't know if the words like tactile or whatever, but just, uh, just really cool. And then this is also like, I was trying to think about it when it's done, been done like other times. I'm sure it has, but you just don't see it often. Cause it kind of like breaks the fourth wall, but this movie starts up and it's animated, but it's showing pictures of real people. Yeah. And, I uh, and I was like, oh, that's like kind of cool. Like going back to like the Phil Lord and um, Chris Miller, like connection stuff, the the style is pretty quirky and it really fits the like comedy in the movie. Yeah. Which which I think is is like great because I think tonally this movie is very consistent throughout all the aspects of it. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think the message is very clear from beginning to end. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty concise. Like it's I, I think the the vision of the movie is it's like they knew exactly where they wanted to take it and they knew how to get it there. Like it's it's just very um it's just it's just well crafted. Like the story is well crafted, I'd say. When I was uh watching a thing like um an interview with Michael Rianda, he was saying that he was given this opportunity to direct this movie and and write it. And a lot of the movie is very personal for him. 
like the dad in this movie was drawn off of pictures of his actual dad. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, so like he was joking, like his dad was like, Hey, like, thanks for giving me more hair, like in this movie. Like, yeah. uh, but, um, he was like, you didn't have to make him look exactly like me though. And, uh, but I think like a, a reason why everything feels like it's so like, it's a clear vision and they know exactly what they wanted to make and why everything fits together so well is because it is deeply personal for him. And he was saying like when, you know, he was younger, like he'd be playing like game boy and stuff. And his dad would always be like, like get off that thing. It'll like rot your brain. Like come check out this fucking like quail outside. And then he'd be like, like fuck. He'd basically just be like, why are you making me do this type thing? And, uh, and then also just like, they were talking about how, uh, he said something like, um, he watched this like interview when he was like in his teens saying that like Tom Morello, like was basically just like, yeah, like I practiced like my guitar for like eight hours a day. And that's how I got like, so like good at guitar. And then yeah. he was basically just like, well, I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to draw like 12 hours a day. And his parents were basically just like, like maybe you should look into like real estate or whatever. So like a lot of like the themes in the movie are just from his real life. He had said basically like, if you make things, sometimes if you make things more specific it actually resonates with more people and he was kind of like i wanted to tell this story but put like almost make it a genre film like craft this family story within the genre of like a sci-fi disaster movie and i think the story is great like I, i think the message comes across perfectly and then i think the like all like the moments with like the machines and stuff like that like they're fun, but they don't take away from that. And I, I think they they said that they went through a lot of changes with the script and everything. And I think they really like nailed it in the end. They said they did a lot of like test screenings and the end product. Like I love this story, man. Yeah, dude, me too. Honestly, so I watched this um the day after getting my second dose of the vaccine. So mm-hmm. I was just beat. Like I felt like I got hit by a truck. Like I was tired and sore. And uh, the beginning of the movie, I was just like, okay, I see what seeds are planting, and I see what's going on. Oh, cool, Eric Andre. All right, moving along. Didn't quite grab me in terms of the story right away, but then as it went on, I was like, I'm fucking invested. I'm like, like, you you know certain things are going to happen. Oh, there's discourse between the father and the daughter. They're going to come together in the end, blah, blah, blah. Like, of course. You're going to get all that, but I was still really enjoying the journey. Like, I think they Mm -hmm. did a really good job. They made it really fun. There's some really funny moments in this. I wasn't suspecting to, like, I knew there were people in here that I really liked, but I wasn't suspecting it to be as, like, genuinely uh, funny as as it is at sometimes. I, um, I think this movie's hilarious. Like, I was, uh, I watched this by myself and I laughed my ass off the entire time. Like I, you can like, you can tell this movie's made by the guys who made Spider-Verse. Cause like Spider-Verse yeah. is really funny. And same thing with like the Lego movie and stuff like that. And, uh, I, like we said, like Phil Lord and Chris Miller didn't write this movie, but you can tell why they wanted to partner with this and, and help support it because yeah. it fits their, like, their sensibilities so perfectly like it's such a good match and uh 
Yeah, I was like sitting there and the jokes come really quick and the hit rate, at least for me, like I thought the hit rate was was very good on the jokes. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty fucking strong, man. Dude, my I think my biggest laugh at it was my loudest laugh was um towards the end and I don't think any of this is really spoilers because it's like it's a machine uprising, it's a AI type deal. And um mm-hmm. they take over like all of these like smart appliances. And then there's a there's um like a like a laundry laundry machine, like a washer comes mm-hmm. up and it's like delicates, fluff and fold, carnage. <laughs> i was just like fuck yeah i love like it just caught me off guard and i was like yes i'm all about it (laughs) there's a there's a few things that like i thought were really funny one one thing that i thought it is hilarious that didn't make its way into the movie but like again it fits kind of like that like weird sense of humor they We'll get to the ending, but they said, like, the reason this didn't make the movie is because the ending was, like, going on a little long. But they said, like, towards the end, they were just going to put, like, a, like, a, like, the end, dot, 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 like, bum, bum, bum. And then it was just going to be someone taking the cell phone and putting it in a, in a cup of rice. <laughs> like, when, <laughs> like, when people, like, try and dry out their phones, that, like, yeah. trick that only works half the time. They're just going to be, like, like, I feel like that's just, like, a weird, quirky thing, like, oh, this thing is going to get revived by rice right <laughs> so but um i think this movie's really funny i'm i probably haven't laughed this much in an animated movie since probably spider-verse and if it's not spider-verse it was probably the original lego movie honestly like yeah really really strong i wanted to ask you this though because like we, we've joked around on the show about like um like oh the kids with the tiktoks and shit like that like and this movie's definitely playing into that a little bit, mainly with like meme culture. Yeah, for sure. And I was concerned about that because I was just like, oh, like I don't want it to be like you watch. There's some animated movies where you watch and they're like trying to be like too hip. Like I feel like the emoji movie was like going for like, oh, we're going to be so cool because we got like Twitter and shit in our movie. And like, we're just like, no, this thing, this is terrible. Like I think yeah. they did a really good job with using the memes in this movie um, and not feeling like they were just trying to like cash in on things. Like they, they used specific memes that were like, I don't, I don't think they were like recent ones. I think they were just doing ones that were like, if they're funny, like they're, I didn't know about the gorilla screaming one, or, but that it made me laugh. So I guess it's kind of like they used memes that, even if you don't know them, it's still going to make you laugh. Like it'll still be effective and it doesn't feel like they're just trying to be like, Oh, we're capitalizing on this thing that everyone likes. We're hip type thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's a hard thing to do too, because meme culture moves so fast, like 10 times faster than a movie studio can put out a movie. So it's like a meme that's relevant when you are doing the animation for the movie will not be relevant by the time it comes out. Mm hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Or like the, yeah, like the movie's going to feel dated as soon as it comes out. If you do something that's only popular right away. Right. Yeah. No, I think, I think that works well. One thing though, that, you know, going off of uh, the writing and the story and stuff like that. One, one thing that I'm very happy they did in this movie is again, it's, it's a, uh, a family movie or a movie that centers around family and the family dynamics with this, you know, action sci-fi spin. But the movie never takes the focus away from the family. 
And also it treats all the characters like, like Katie's your main character, but it treats all the characters with kind of like the same level of respect. So like it doesn't villainize the dad. Like I think you sympathize more with Katie cause she's your main character, but you get a lot throughout the movie that makes you like, you know, later on come around on the dad and you're like, yeah, this guy's like a, a good person. Like he just, he needs to work a little bit more on that, but like he's done, he sacrificed things for his daughter and stuff like that. And, um, so I like that it gives all the characters like even time to, to have their story play out and have you like them. Even the, even pal, um, like I think they, I think the director said he's like, it's not on the level of like a killmonger or anything, but like we wanted to give the, the villain kind of like a motivation that you can understand, like how the, the phone was like thrown out basically. And she's like, I did all this, these things for you. And also like technology, like we, you know, we can connect to all of you and like do all these amazing things. And all you guys fucking use it for is like your social media and all this. And, um, I don't, just in general, just in general, like all the characters, I feel like get something by the end of the movie where you, you know, you understand them and their actual characters and not just like, Oh, that's the villain or that's like the, the douche dad or something like that. Yeah. They're like individuals. Like they have their own unique characteristics that make them their characters and they stand apart from each other. And it, yeah, I mean, that's honestly, it's crazy that we're like praising something that that's how it should be. It's a hundred percent just what it should be. And so many movies don't do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess this is the last thing with the characters, like, the way that they get you sucked up in like the characters and their story and like how much you, how happy you are by the end of the movie that like they, they come together and all that stuff. I was super close to like getting misty eyed at the end of this movie, like towards the end, like it actually hit me pretty hard in the feels. And I, I don't even know why I was just like sitting on my couch. just like, I just fucking love this movie, man. Like I, it, this movie did everything that I wanted it to. Like if I have to think of, any negative on this movie i think it's just the ending with like the action gets a little bit like i don't want to say generic but like a little little cliche with like the climax of a movie where it's just like shit blowing up going off all that but even like in there there are very funny moments that didn't make me feel like i was i was like losing interest or anything like i thought the screwdriver thing was very funny all the like the the stuff with like the pop-ups was was funny the phone falling in the water was funny, but like, yeah, I just felt like, um, felt like you cut, you could kind of see it going in that direction a little bit, but that's probably the only thing on this movie that like is really a negative for me. I, it's very close to being like a perfect animated movie for me. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Similarly have very, 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 very few negatives and any negatives I do have are, so minor uh if anything i'll just tell you when it comes time for the tomato tomatoes so if you have those lay them on me and let's grade this bitch let's let's go for it tomato tomato uh tomato the critics they're bringing this in at a 98 percent whoa yes that's like a plus range yeah and the audience, Tomato, they're bringing it in at an 89%. Ooh, B+. Plus. Yeah, so A+, plus to B+. Plus. This is tough. It's not tough, because I know what the answer is, but I feel bad. 
Because <laughs> I would love okay. to agree with the critics and give us an A plus or even just give it a, the higher answer. But my grade is actually closer to the audience. So I'm going to say tomato, but I gave it an A minus. Oh, nice. Nice. I went tomato and I gave it an A. And nice. I kind of wanted to give it an A plus. That's how much I liked it. But just a few things that didn't really like bring it down but just like things that i was like yeah maybe that could have been like a little bit better or something like that um like i think i think the middle possibly drags a little bit like with the furby part even though i thought that was funny it like meanders a little bit but yeah um when i was talking about movie animated movies that i like more than soul i still think Soul's like the gold standard at least in terms of like disney and pixar of like how thought-provoking an animated movie could be but story-wise and just how much of a good time I have and how much I'm going to want to rewatch it and how much it affected me. Like I like this movie and I also like Raya more than soul. Like I would watch both those movies more than soul. Yeah. Oh shit. I haven't seen Raya yet, but um, yeah, right. Raya is good. It's really good. It's, it's different than this though, for sure. Like it, I think if I'm giving, I forget what I give soul. If I gave soul an a minus or an a, but I think Raya is also an a, and this is an A, and like I said, I was close to giving this an A+. Plus. Nice. That's how much I liked it. Yeah. Yeah, for me, the things that brought it down, it was just um, there's some predictability in, like, how the story's going to play out in terms of, like, the the general sense of it. Like I said, it's like, okay, you know, there's some discourse. They're going to come together in the end, blah, blah, blah. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely laughed a good amount, but I don't think everything hit for me. By the end of it, I I was just like, you know what? Not everything was like right up my alley, but I can tell that this movie, I mean, the movie's not made with my demographic specifically in mind, but the fact that it does still entertain me at my age, I very much appreciated. And mm-hmm. uh and yeah, there's just um that whole Rihanna, the whole Rihanna singing thing. Like, in the end, like, that made me cringe. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. But, like, whatever. Um, But it was such a good time. It was so fun. Like, so me giving it an A-, like, I'm, like, trying to defend it, like, like, I gave it a horrible grade. But, like, so far, it's the highest grade I've given on the show for a movie this year. So, kudos yeah. to them. I, I, mm-hmm. I did really enjoy watching this. Yeah. And one thing that this movie has that... We kind of talked a little bit about it, like with Soul, but I think I think this the ending of this movie has some the Zoom call showing them after the fact, and that like they didn't go back to their ways after the events that the the events in this movie actually mattered and stuff like that. I think yeah. it's nice to see where these characters end up. I think that was something that they had said that they didn't have in the movie, and then after they put it in, like the test screenings, like the scores went way up. But I think that is a huge sticking point, like in the movie, like that, like really helps to stick the landing. And that's something that, like, when we talked about Soul, we're like, it doesn't really need it, but like, it may have been cool to just like show hint at something like that, like where like the characters cross paths or whatever. And um, some just just in general, like those are just a few things that really help pump this up. Like, I just feel like the total package this movie gives me pretty much everything I wanted. Like, I can't. I've I've just been blowing my load too. I fucking love this movie. Nice, awesome. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Glad we got to review it. A little bit of a uh, 
out of nowhere for us. And, uh, you know, apologies to the Swampies for the late releases. We've been very busy boys. This is actually the latest we've ever recorded an episode in terms of the hour of the night. Mm-hmm. Because it is straight up almost one in the morning. Yeah. So the boys are tired. And... <laughs> That doesn't mean we're stopping for you guys. We're going to keep them coming as best we can. But we're busy fellas. And uh, we got it. We made it happen. So get off our back, all right? You nasty piece of shit. <laughs> Literally nobody's on our back. We're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we are the ones who are on our back. We're the ones who are like, fuck, we're so behind. We're trying our best. We're, we're getting there for you. And we're gonna make him. We're gonna make him keep coming. We already know what's next. We got a couple of movies in the chamber. We already got a couple movies uh, we've both seen, and uh, movies that you've seen that I still got to check out. But we know what's coming. You don't need to worry about it. Do we even tell him? What I don't know what's next, but I know, I know we both saw a quiet place, and we have to do an episode on that. So that's coming real mm-hmm. soon. Uh. You saw Cruella and Army of the Dead, so I got to check those out, and we can get some reviews in on that. And, uh, yeah, now we got movies coming out again, so stay tuned. Follow us on social media at 2DudesMovieReview so you know what's up. You can follow me personally if you'd like to at Sky2Dudes. And you can follow me personally at Colin2Dudes. Yeah, huh? And you should totally subscribe to the podcast on whatever you want to listen to podcasts on. It really doesn't matter. We're pretty much everywhere. Worldwide phenomenon. <laughs> and, two dudes uh, worldwide. <laughs> two dudes worldwide. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, give us a give us a five-star review on Apple or Stitcher or wherever you want to write us reviews. I don't fucking care. You know how it goes. Win yourself some free swag. Blah, blah, blah. And on that note, good night, losers. Oh, wow. Sleep tight, swampies. (laughs) Good night, little baby boy. (laughs) Ooh, sweet dreams, you pieces of shit. (laughs) I'm making myself cringe. (laughs) Yeah, it's bad. Suck it, losers. 